Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast, uh, market update time. Um, my name is Scott Jennison, Streamline Property Buyers. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here. Uh, and together with Melinda, we've got the market update. This is the episode that I enjoy delivering each month more than any other. And the reason is that it gives me an opportunity to talk um, data. Now, for those that are long-term podcast listeners, you will know that um, we provide our monthly Brisbane property market update to help people digest what the data is actually saying, but also to overlay that with what we're actually seeing on the ground, because of course that data is reflective of what has happened in the most recent past, and it's not necessarily reflective of what we're seeing on the ground right now. So hope you enjoy this episode. We've got a lot of value that we're going to be sharing with you. And and a lot of work, as we say all the time, a lot of work goes into these uh, market updates, um, and obviously the the blog and all the information um, that can be shared. Um, with all our with all our listeners, so if you uh, if you want to get onto the podcast, get in and um, subscribe to the podcast so you can get all that information shared out, and um, we can send that all to you as well. So, property property buyers, healthy appetite in Brisbane. That is definitely still the case. Now, if we're talking about all of Greater Brisbane, uh, perhaps that's not the case. But when we are talking about Brisbane inner and middle ring suburbs, we're still seeing heightened demand for quality properties. Now, we have seen the fourth consecutive month now of positive price growth across the city. So this is also providing a lot more confidence for buyers, despite the fact that consumer confidence as a level um, you know, measured by various um, government groups, it's actually at its lowest point um, in in a very long time. And it's equivalent to the consumer confidence levels that were um, assessed in the height of the um, pre-COVID pan- pandemic, so in the first wave of the pandemic. And it's also equivalent to times um, around the GSC period. So it is interesting that we still have this heightened buyer demand um, in Brisbane's inner and middle ring suburbs. And more than likely, it is um, evident simply because we still have low listings in an environment where demand continues to increase. So it is what we're going to explore today in the market update. And um, for a little bit of, well, a little bit of a change, I suppose, the, the housing market um, is doing some heavy lifting. So we, we saw the, the units do quite a bit of heavy lifting there for a while, but now um, the housing market is actually doing some... Um, some good work and some strong results. Yeah, so the housing market has outperformed the unit market for the second consecutive month here in Brisbane, and this is at a median data value level. So um, that's something that we will continue to watch because of course, when we look at how the housing market has performed over the last 12 months compared to the unit market, it's been um, a far superior, uh, sorry, far inferior performance in the housing market. So um, definitely um, another indicator that we'll continue to watch in the months ahead. And a very Quick shout out too, by the way. I should another start to. Um, I was speaking to some past clients uh, last week, and um, a few of them actually said they still listen to the podcast and love it. So, thank you very much for being loyal, um, not only clients but loyal listeners. Um, if we look at auction um, results, Melinda, so Apollo Auctions. Yeah, look, I like to reference Apollo Auctions. They are a local Brisbane-based auctioneering uh, group who predominantly, um, or they provide the auction clearance rates and other 
um, auction related data for Brisbane specifically. I've been looking at domain over the last month or two and a lot of the properties that are reported in the domain Brisbane data are not properties that are being sold in Brisbane. There's properties on the Gold Coast, there's properties up in Cairns and it's all being incorporated in the Brisbane data. So it's less relevant to what's happening here in Brisbane. So that's something to keep in mind yet again when it comes to relying on property data. You must understand what it is made up of. Um, whereas the Apollo auctions data is relevant to uh, Brisbane itself. Um, and this is why we feel it is a more accurate indicator. So auction numbers, according to Apollo auctions data, remain relatively stable between May and June this year. They actually reported an average clearance rate for June of 65.05% compared to 66% in May. So very, very similar results. Um, and we can't underestimate the fact that we did have two weeks in June that were um, part of school holidays. So obviously that can impact on some of those um, numbers. But um, as we pointed out previously, clearance rates are not always indicative of, you know, the buyer depth and the market strength because that can also be an indication of the um, seller's um, ability to, to meet the market, if you like. So we look at the average number of registered bidders um, because that's an indication of buyer depth. Now, um, that changed slightly. So the average number of registered bidders dropped from 3.9% in May to 3.7% per auction in June. So still relatively high compared to the long-term average here in Brisbane. However, what I will say is that the buyers who are registering seem to be more confident as time goes on. And what I mean by that is that the percentage of registered bidders who actually made a bid at auctions recorded by Apollo um, increased across the two months um, from 60.3% in May to 63.95% in June. So buyers are becoming a little bit more confident and a little bit more willing to raise their paddle. Yeah, I saw, actually saw it on the weekend. I was at an auction and when you talk about that 3.9 buyers to 3.7 per auction, I think there was four or five, five registered and four were bidding. So we are seeing that as well when we're out and about. Um, listing numbers, when we look at the listing numbers, obviously that's a big issue. Um, they still remain very, very tight and, and low right across Brisbane. Yeah, supply is obviously the biggest concern that we're having in the market in Brisbane. And in fact, you know, for a lot of sellers who may be wanting to sell, um, they're really struggling to, to make a commitment to sell because they've got very little to buy or very little to rent. So it's sort of causing a little bit of a backlog in the whole system. But when we look at the number of new listings compared to this time last year, um, we're down about 25% here in Brisbane, according to CoreLogic data. And when we look at the total listings, so that includes the volume of new listings that have come to the market, but also older properties that have been sitting on the market for longer, the total volume of listings in Brisbane is now 21.3% lower than the same period last year. And this is data up to um, in the four weeks up to the end of or second of uh, July. So this is the most recent data that is available to us. And again, it is CoreLogic data. Um, so it is a big problem for buyers at the moment. Um, there might be a lot of willing buyers, but um, there's fewer properties available and therefore there's more competition. Yeah, and we are seeing that uh, sellers are holding back a little bit. So less motivated to sell. I think they're reluctant a little bit because um, not as much to buy and obviously the rental side of things, very, very tight um, to find a property that you want to rent in the meantime if you do sell as well. Yeah, and obviously there's no um, forced selling that um, 
you know, we've been hearing about in the media for months since interest rates started to rise. Um, there's definitely no widespread panic whatsoever happening. Um, certainly not in the, the middle and innering suburbs of Brisbane. Um, what I will say that there is likely to be um, some, some isolated cases where someone may be selling uh, because the, the cost of holding their asset, um, especially because of rising interest rates, but also with the rising living costs associated with inflation, it's just become um, too difficult. So that may be a motivation why some people are selling. But look, owner-occupiers typically will cut back on their discretionary spend uh, before they'll up and sell their home. So again, it comes down to understanding who lives in a location to understand which locations are more at risk. I know we just met with our neighbours um, on the weekend, Scott, we were talking about uh, the Christmas holiday plans and there's so many people that have booked overseas holidays still at a time where, you know, the cost of living um, continues to escalate. And I know just in the recent school holidays, um, some of our own boys' uh, friends, um, I don't know, they can keep in touch with where they are on the planet, but um, they were over in Europe and they were in Asia and Japan and they were, they were all over the world. So there's certainly you know, a portion of the population here in Brisbane that continue to travel, that continue to spend, despite the environment um, that we're in with higher living costs and higher interest rates. So um, as I have pointed out so many times in past episodes of the Brisbane Property Podcast, um, the current economic conditions do not impact all people in the same way. Um, and it is really important to understand that if you are a property buyer, especially if you are a property investor. Yeah, it is interesting when you talk about people being able to afford things. Um, we had this discussion, we did a live event um, recently where we talked to a mortgage broker and, and we we're talking about people, what they've went through. So the property market went up 40 odd percent in the last few years. The equity they're sitting on, um, if they can borrow that money off that equity, they've got, they're obviously got money because they're going overseas and they're spending money anyway. Um, if they want to make the most of that opportunity or make the most of what they've actually gained by that, that equity side of it, uh, if they can afford to buy property, um, it's a good time to get in because um, if you want to rent properties, um, you'll definitely get something out to rent, that's for sure. And what um, you know we keep talking about is Brisbane is not one property market. So when it comes to understanding um, the volume of properties available for sale in one suburb versus another, there's, there's huge variation. Um, and in fact, we've tried to dig a bit deeper for this podcast to help people understand um, what some of the data sets are showing and prop track data in this instance, um, they reported new listings in some suburbs are a lot tighter than others. So for example, in Marsden, which is on Brisbane's south side, popular for its secondary school catchment zone, um, new listings declined 64% in May this year compared to the same time last year. So that's a huge, huge difference in, in the number of properties available for sale. Um, and in other areas such as Yoronga and the Gap, uh, they also experienced significant declines in year-on-year -year listings with 59% reduction um, in Yoronga and a 55% reduction in the Gap. So when there's fewer properties available and the same level of demand, you see heightened competition. And this typically um, is an indication of prices escalating simply because people don't want to miss out. Um, of course, the opposite is also true. There are some locations where listings were a lot higher than other um, and then the same time last year, so for example, Ashgrove in Brisbane's um, inner northwest, um, the year-on-year listings increased 108% according to PropTrack. So that's a big shift. Um, but there were also other suburbs where there were more options for buyers in May this year compared to May last year, and that included Ascot with a 64% increase um, and Auckland with a 64% increase as well. So this is the sort of <coughs> suburb-level information that can often 
help buyers to understand um, where there is that imbalance between supply and demand. And it's the sort of information, of course, that we have access to um, and we track uh, for clients that work with us here at Streamline Property Buyers. And we've, we've talked about, you know, people obviously travelling and things like that, but by demand, we're still seeing high numbers out of properties. Um, a couple on the weekend, again, 20, 30 groups through the properties really quick. Um, so there's a lot of buyers out there and the buyer demand sort of thing is, is still very high. Yeah, and despite rising interest rates, obviously, you know, people are still um, borrowing money. Yes, their borrowing capacity has changed significantly um, since interest rates did start to increase. However, um, we are seeing some buyers make compromises on what they can afford to buy um, as opposed to stalling their property search and taking a wait and see approach or putting their property buying plans on hold. So, you know, we cannot forget and underestimate the fact that Brisbane remains a much more affordable city than other capital city markets, especially the likes of Sydney and Melbourne. Um, and the dwelling value to income ratio for Brisbane actually ranks below Sydney, Hobart, Adelaide and Melbourne. So what that means is based on the incomes that people here in Brisbane um, earn and our dwelling values, um, we are a much more affordable city than those other capital city markets, um, which is really interesting. Um, and that is, in, that is our data that's come through from CoreLogic. That, that's quite interesting data that we how you break that value up. And as I say, all, all this information is available. Um, how Melinda writes the, this information in the blog onto our website. So if you want to have a look at this information to see some of those numbers, it is quite interesting to see the, the breakdown and the difference in each um, capital city. It is interesting because another um, trend or another fact that I'd like to share with you is the percentage of household income that is required to service a new mortgage at the median dwelling value for different capital city markets. Here in Brisbane, that's 39.9% according to CoreLogic. Uh, whereas in Sydney, the value is now 51.6%. In Hobart, it's 44.6%. Adelaide is 44.1%. So Brisbane definitely remains um, the most affordable East Coast capital city in our entire country. Definitely. Why wouldn't you want to live up here? I won't talk about the weather. I'll give people a break on that one this week. But, um, yeah, look, it's so affordable. People do want to live in Brisbane. Um, there's opportunities, there's jobs, there's, there's great future here as well. So um, I think, you know, definitely when you look at that, um, Brisbane values. So if we look at some dwelling values and we jump into to the month and give a bit of an update there. Yeah, so uh, Brisbane dwelling median values um, were up 1.3% across all of Greater Brisbane. Now, if we put the uh, that into perspective, um, that is an increase of 3% across the last quarter. So the median value of a Brisbane dwelling is now 725,397. That is all core logic data. Um, Staying with the CoreLogic data for the moment, looking at the segmentation between the top 25% of property values and the bottom 25% of property values, so we look at the percentiles there, all three segments of the market are moving at the same rate of growth and, and have been for the last three months here in Brisbane. So they're all consistent at 3% and that is very different to other markets around Australia. So with the exclusion of Adelaide and Perth, where the lowest 25% of property values are leading the growth over the last three months. All other capital city markets around Australia, it is the top end of the market that is leading the price growth and the price recovery, which is an interesting trend. 
What I will say over the most recent months here in Brisbane, the top end of the market has rapidly uh, recovered and we estimate that um, within the next month or two, we'll see that top end of the market um, recovering at a faster rate than the bottom and middle segments of the market here in Brisbane as well. I just want to jump back onto that um, core logic data, which is interesting when, when you talked about the monthly change of 1.3%, but when you actually, when you talk about that quarterly change and that's, you talk about consistency. So I know you talk about it Melinda as well saying, you know, we watch one month and then another, we need to see that consistency to see what's actually happening. And when you put that, you know, the quarterly growth is 3%, that's starting to show that consistency. Yeah, and if you're shopping with a $1 billion budget, that's $30,000 over three months. So, you know, that's that's a big shift in, in values for, for property buyers. Of course, PropTrack data, we also like to report on that. Um, it also shows positive dwelling price growth um, for the month of June. Um, it shows 0.08% growth for all dwellings um, and puts the median value at $731,000. So if we break it down now into housing values, um, and obviously the housing, as we said at the start, been doing some heavy lifting, um, and those median values have gone up in CoreLogic 1.3% in the month. That's right. So um, same as dwelling values. And um, interestingly, the quarterly growth for houses in Brisbane now sits at 3% as well. Um, so a median value for a house in Greater Brisbane is now $806,781 according to that CoreLogic data. Um, similarly, uh, prop track data also shows positive price growth in the housing segment of the market here in Brisbane for June with a 0.18% increase. Um, and this is very similar to CoreLogic um, with prices up 2.9% um, according to prop track data since December last year. So it confirmed six consecutive months of price growth um, as per the prop track data, whereas CoreLogic is now showing four months of uh, positive price growth. So regardless of which data set you are relying upon, um, this is a trend that seems to be entrenched. Um, and at this stage, the peak rate of growth appeared to be in May. Um, where we actually experience slightly higher growth than June. Uh, but again, this is something that we will be tracking to see whether the rate of price growth continues to slow or whether that it hovers around the 1.3 the to 1.5%, which is what we've been seeing the last two months. And that prop track uh, median price of houses is at $818,000 as well. Um, Brisbane unit values. So if we jump onto the unit values, and obviously they, they have had an increase, um, core logic, 1%. Yeah, that's right. So Brisbane unit values have increased yet again um, throughout all of Greater Brisbane. Current median sitting at $512,262. This is an all-time high according to uh, the core logic data. So it is a record high for Brisbane. Quarterly unit growth is the same as the housing market, so up 3%. So you'll recall that we said that the housing market has outperformed the unit market over the last two months, but when we extrapolate that out over a three-month period, um, equal growth in both segments of the market. Um, and I mentioned also that units have outperformed um, the housing market over the last 12 months with 1.5% growth in the unit market, despite the rising interest rate environment um, compared to housing where median values across Greater Brisbane fell 9.9% across the same period. And, and just to confuse people a little bit, prop tracks saw a, a slight um, fall there, um, negative 0.53%. Across June. Yes, look, again, uh, both data sets should be reporting the same thing. Um, and we don't know why it's showing a very small negative change in the prop track data, but um, we do like to report on both 
um, data sets so that people can, um, you know, form their own view of what they're actually um, going to be doing with their money. So if we jump into the rental market, um, obviously we know that um, things are very, very tight. I think much changes on, on that side of things. Um, but if you can give us a bit of an update on the rental market. Look, the latest SQM research data confirms that Brisbane vacancy rates are stable. Um, we are not seeing increased vacancy here in Brisbane like some other um, media headlines are reporting in other capital city markets and other locations. So in Brisbane, vacancy has remained at 1% over the last three months, April, May and June. Now, of course, we always like to break down those vacancy rate um, indicators um, to regions. So we're looking at the Beanley region um, current vacancy there is sitting at 0.8%. Um, last month was 0.7. But if we reflect back to 12 months ago, and I'm going to do this for all regions, just so that we can assess what the trend is for each location, Beanley was sitting at 0.4% vacancy 12 months ago. So we've increased uh, by 0.4% in that region over the last 12 months, but we still have extremely tight vacancy in that, that segment of the market here in Brisbane. The CBD, 12 months ago, sitting at 1.1%. Um, it's currently at 1.2%, so not much change there. Last month, we were at one4 so it's actually tightened again um, just in the last four weeks. East Brisbane, 12 months ago, we were at 0.8%. Um, last month, one1 and we're currently at 1%. So not a lot of um, you know movement in that segment of the market. Inner Brisbane, very stable, 1% back in June, um, sitting at 1.1% both last month and this month. So very stable market, but very tight. Ipswich, this is a region that we have been watching. And if you listened to last month's update, we said that we need to see if this trend continues because back in June, vacancy was sitting at 0.6%. Last month was at 1.5%. Um, for those with investment properties out um, in the Ipswich region, you'll be happy to hear vacancy has um, has reversed that trend. We're at 1.3% now, so we've dropped 0.2% over the month. Um, so that is uh, reassuring for people in that area. Um, perhaps we'll also need to watch whether the rental price growth in that area has um, slowed down in order to fill that vacancy that was starting to escalate. And that's another indicator that um, we can potentially report on in the future. North Brisbane, current vacancy sitting at 0.8. 12 months ago, we were at 0.4. So um, small increase, but um, still extremely tight there. Southeast Brisbane, current vacancy sitting at 1.3%. So up 1.1% from last month, um, but that was at 0.6% 12 months ago. So again, similar to Ipswich, we've seen a 0.7% rise in Southeast Brisbane um, over the last 12 months. And at the moment, there is a very small trend upward in southeast Brisbane suburbs. So again, we're going to just watch that one in the months ahead. Southern Brisbane, current vacancy sitting at 1%. 12 months ago, we were at 0.7, so not a lot of change there. And we've got Western Brisbane suburbs currently sitting at 1.1. 12 months ago, we were at 0.7. So again, nothing too significant um, that we need to be concerned about at this stage. And one area that does put a lot of pressure on that is obviously the, the overseas migrants moving into Australia because they obviously, they rent before they, um, they buy. Um, it's interesting that like that's putting a lot of pressure on that's really, really strong. And they're saying that net overseas migration is expected to reach 400,000 this financial year. Yeah, it's huge. Which is 20 up, you know, it's 27% above the previous record of 2008. Yeah, absolutely um, huge rates of um, migration. And of course, 
Um, the majority of overseas migrants that are coming into Brisbane now are typically renting rather than purchasing when they first um, relocate. So, you know, that's putting enormous pressure on the rental market. Um, and typically we do see that a lot of um, overseas migrants will buy into the property market um, after being here for 12 to 18 months. So that can have a flow-on effect of increasing demand in the property buying space as well. But um, look, it's really interesting. We've got some data from PropTrack once again, um, which shows us the top countries for rental searches. Um, here in, in Australia, so from, from other countries overseas, and the top countries searching for rental properties here is New Zealand, the US, the UK, India, China, and Singapore. Um, so I think that's just a really interesting, um, you know, it, it shows where people are coming from to, to be migrating into Australia. Um, and I think with the return of Chinese students to Australia as well, um, it's significantly impacted on the increasing rental searches um, in the post-COVID period. Uh, rental prices, so a bit of growth in the rental prices. So house rents up 8.6% um, over the last 12 months, according to CoreLogic, um, whereas the unit side of it, it's 16.3%. It's That's massive. So it's double the house um, growth. Yeah, and we're still seeing the rental price growth in the unit segment of the market very close to its peak rate of growth. So around 16 to 16.5% is, is its peak rate month on month. Um, across the last 12 month period. Whereas the housing segment of the market now with annual growth at 8.6%, that's been coming down progressively for the last few months. So whilst we're still seeing um, rents increase in the housing segment of the market, the rate of that increase is starting to slow down. So that is what those numbers um, indicated is the, the rate of increase month on month. And if the number's going up, it's obviously gaining momentum, but if that number's coming down, it's losing momentum. So we're definitely still in price growth for both house rents and unit rents here in Brisbane. Which is um, making for strong yields. So gross yields in the housing, remaining at 4% and gross yields for units at 5.4%. Yeah, so of course we've got growth in rents in both unit segments and house segments of the market, but we've also now got this um, growth in prices. So yields have remained constant for those investors looking to um, you know, capitalise on their, their returns. So a bit of a summary, strong market, low listings, a lot of buyers. Yeah, I think that um, like elsewhere, the market um, here in Brisbane is really being underpinned by very tight supply um, and low listing volumes. And we really can't see that changing anytime soon. And of course, you know, we are having conversations with sales agents every day here at Streamline Property Buyers. And the conversation is starting to turn to if you have buyers who are willing to take extremely long settlements or very flexible settlement conditions, we might be able to, to move some of our sellers. But sellers have such uncertainty about where they will move to if they sell that that becomes a really, um, you know, a, a complex um, decision that they have to make. They don't want to sell unless they have certainty of where they're going to move to, whether they're buying or rental, renting a property. Um, and that is probably the biggest obstacle that we're facing here in the market at the moment. Fantastic. I think that's a bit of a bit of a wrap on the um, on the market update for this month. Um, as we've given a bit of a summary there, obviously as well. Um, we're still seeing a lot of people out and about. Um, as we've said previously, if, if you see us out, um, the team from Streamline Property Buyers anywhere with our, their uniforms on, stop and say hello. It's always good to chat to people, especially people that listen to the podcast. 
Um, and um, yeah, say hello to the team. It's always good to have a chat. So I'll let Melinda wrap it up as we normally do. Thank you very much for listening. Until next week, take care and bye for now. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, if you've not already noticed, our podcast also gets uploaded to our YouTube channel um, every single week. So if you love to digest your content through video, um, head on over to Streamline Property Buyers on YouTube. You'll see our podcast episode um, is uploaded every week there, but we've also got some amazing resources for property buyers over on our YouTube channel. So head on over and, um, and see what you can learn through some of the information videos that we've provided. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave us a review, but also share the episode with friends and family, especially if they are looking to buy in Brisbane. We feel that um, there's a lot of value that they will get um, from understanding current market conditions. As always, we hope you have a fantastic week and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.